Welcome. And now the moment we've all been waiting for. Time for the word. For the word of God is living and active. Sharper than any two-edged sword. The Bible says, if you abide in me, and my word abides in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Ministering today is our regional pastor, anointed woman of God, an author, a church planter, visionary leader. God has planted a word for you in her heart. Now let's sit back. Remove all distractions. Tune in. And be ready to receive the word which will change your life for good. With excitement, let's make welcome. Pastor for Neil Berlana. We started a series last week and we said we must be the, we must be the light. And last week we looked at ourselves and we said this little light, each one of us carries a little light. And we all know that song. We, we learned that song when we were very young, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. So all of us have a little light that God has put in us. And God expects us to shine with our light. And today in our various nations, I want us to understand that Christians are the light that the whole world is expecting to shine. We must, in all of our nations, understand the responsibility that God has given to us to be his light that will shine in the darkness that is coming upon the entire world. The passage we have read today says that we must not neglect the spiritual gift that is inside of us. Every single one of us, as a child of God, we carry a spiritual gift. It's a gift that is not for our benefits alone. It's a gift that is for the benefit of the body of Christ, and it's for the benefit of the greater community that God has given to us. This gift, this spiritual gift that God has given to us is what he is using to power his light to shine through us. Every one of us has a different gift. But whatever your gift or my gift may be, it has been given to us by God to be light. Today I'm going to be sharing with us about the essence of light. The essence of light. In a moment like this, we can laugh and we can joke, but when it comes to serious issues, we must understand that the book stops at our table as a child of God. It stops at our table. God expects us more than ever before to pray now. I will share a quick story with you to help you put this thing in perspective. A friend of mine who pastors in one of the African nations shared, this pastor said to me that 
They, they were missionaries like we are um, when the church deployed, uh, when the church started planting churches all over the world. Um, so they went to this African nation. And they had been there for a few years. The church had already started. One day late in the night, this pastor got a call. The pastor said, ordinarily I wouldn't pick up the call, but the Spirit of God said, because they didn't know who was calling, but the Spirit of God said, pick up that call. And they picked up the call. And the person at the other end said, I'm calling from the state house. And we want you to be in the state house in the morning. We will send a vehicle to come and pick you up. The president needs your presence. This was somebody who up till that point had not, she, they were not hobnobbing with any government official. They didn't know why would they be sending to me from the state house. Before dawn the following day, there was a car in the, in the driveway, a security vehicle from the government's house, picked this pastor up, took the pastor to the state house where the president was, ushered the pastor into, the, into a room. The president was sitting. His cabinet was sitting. Very early in the morning. And they said to this pastor, we have a very important decision to take. The president needs to take this very important decision. And we need the guidance of God. What did the pastor do? The pastor opened their mouth shared the gospel of Jesus, asked, you can give your life to Jesus, all of you, and the Lord will help. Said a word of prayer with them. They showed the pastor the door. The pastor left. Light. Be the you are not responding back to me. Be the what? When there is a question that is being asked, even at the national level, people should be confident to call on the children of God because they are the... The essence of light is to shine. And show the way to people in darkness. An entire nation was about to make an important decision. The president and his, and I'm not talking fable. This is somebody that is very close to me. So don't think I'm making up stories. Who did they send for? The people were not born again. But there was something that they saw in this person. There was a light that they saw in this person. 
that made them to know that if there will be light on the darkness around us, this person probably would have the key. Everywhere we have people who are believers, we are not part of the pack. We are not part of the crowd. We are in this world. We are not of this world. As far as the heavens are from the earth, so should be the way we think, the way we process things be. You cannot react and respond the way the people of the world react and respond. There is something that you carry as a child of God. I could give you personal examples. When you are a child of God in any setting, you are the light of God. People run to the light. People run away from darkness. People run to the light. If you are light, people will run to you. And if you have Christ in you, people will come to you for the answer. They will come to you for the answer. The answer is not in political debates. The answer is not in political opinions. The answer is in Christ Jesus. The answer is in the light. And I want to call on everyone on a day like this. As we remember our veterans, those who gave their life for this nation. As we have just gone through another election. I want you to know that the future of this country is dependent on you. Not because of the results of any election, but because whatever you ask God to do on your knees is what God will do. The next four years of this country are in the hands of Christians if Christians will pray. If Christians refuse to pray and exercise their spiritual authority and be light, darkness will come. In 2 Kings chapter 13 verse 14, the Bible tells us that Elisha was sick of the sickness of which he died. Just to let you know that men of God and women of God die. Men of God and women of God can be sick. The Bible says the sickness of which he died. Elisha carried a special anointing. Yet he was going to die. And the Bible says the king came to him. And as the king came to him, he cried, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel. Elisha was sick and dying on his sick bed. The king came to him and said, my father, my father, 
This is who we are as Christians, as carriers of light. Nations come to us and bow to us and call us father and mother. Remember Deborah. They said to, the army said, Deborah, unless you go with us, we are not going anywhere. We are on duty. We must be vigilant and catch the whisperings of hell. And immediately we hear hell whispering, we must swing into action. We must use our spiritual legislative power in the place of prayer to issue kingdom decrees. What we allow, God allows. We must occupy our position as God's watchmen on the wall. Ezekiel 62 verse 3. Ezekiel 62 verse 3. I mean Isaiah 62 verse 3. Ezekiel 3 verse 17. And 33 verse 7. All of them say the same thing. Isaiah 62 verse 3. Ezekiel 3 verse 17. And Ezekiel 33 verse 7. They all say the same thing. In essence... I have posted watchmen on the wall. They will hear from your mouth. Give warning and do not be silent. You cannot afford to be silent. You cannot afford as a child of God to be silent. Wherever you are, in your place of work, in your family, in your community, in the nation, wherever you are, God puts upon you a responsibility and a duty to watch and be vigilant. And anytime you see something going amiss, he expects you to go on your knees and begin to immediately issue kingdom decrees. light. The essence of light. We are the light. The essence of our living is to show light in darkness. Give people direction in darkness. When they called this pastor, what did the pastor do? Offered them Jesus. Here is Jesus. And prayed. Was God honored or was he not? Of all the people in that nation. And it's not a small African nation. It wasn't a small one. Of all the people. In the middle of the night. The person they thought of. Was this foreign person in their nation. They sent a vehicle. Go and get this person. Sit this person down. Who does that remind you of? Does that remind you of Joseph? Does that remind you of Daniel? Does that remind you of Esther? Be the light. Let's stop wasting time on political arguments. We hold every nation in our hand, if we will stop wasting time and we will pray.
and issue legislative decrees. Heaven will back us up. The word of God is not for negotiation. It is not. The word of God is what it is. Not what we think. Or what we want. Or what we think it should be. It is what God says. And therefore, every faithful teacher or preacher or pastor must tell the word of God as it is without any sugar coating. Deuteronomy 4 verse 2 says, Do not add to what I command you and do not subtract from it. Keep the commandments of the Lord that I give you. Revelations 22, 18 verse 18 to 19. Revelations 22, 18 to 19 says the same thing. With a cross that whoever adds or subtracts from the word of God, that God will cut them off. God is in plain. And as we step into a season like this, let's be careful and not be contaminated by falsehood. Don't be contaminated by falsehood. A lot of things are going on all around. First Timothy 4 verse 7 says, Have nothing to do with worldly fables. Fit only for old women. As far back, there was no social media here. There was no WhatsApp. Sometimes I get things on WhatsApp and I look at the person who sent it to me and I'm wondering, ah, this person sent this and this person is educated. Whoa. <laughs> the Bible says, have nothing to do with worldly fables. Fit only for old women. All over social media now, there are all kinds of unimaginable information that is fake and false. Fact check social media. Before you hit that button to forward, make sure you fact check it. Somebody said, not even once, not twice. Somebody sent me something a, a little while ago. I looked at it. I was about to hit that forward button. I thought to myself, I can fact check this thing. I started on the same, <laughs> you know, online thing. I started to do my research. Found out that it was fake. By now, the thing had already gone to so many people. Do you know that the Bible says you shall not spread a false report? Does the Bible say that? Oh, I will give you the, the, the Bible reference. Exodus 23 verse 1. So everybody who is fond of just forwarding stuff. Exodus 23 verse 1. You shall not spread a false report. Do not join the wicked by being malicious witness. Every time you forward a false report, you are joining the wicked. This is what the Bible says. Proverbs 
Proverbs 25 verse 18 says, Like a club or sword or sharp arrow is a man who bears false witness against his neighbor. And who is your neighbor? Your neighbor is anybody and everybody. If you are going to be the light, you must not get contaminated by falsehood. And falsehood is in the highest echelons of, 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 of government everywhere today. Don't spread malicious witnesses. Be the light. I already said number one, the word of God is non-negotiable. Number two, don't be contaminated by falsehood. Number three, by the spirit of God, you know all things. You are not ignorant. By the spirit of God, you are not ignorant. Listen to the Holy Spirit. In a season like this, you need to listen to him. You need to listen to him. You need to listen to him intently. I am not moved by what I see. I am not moved by what I hear. I'm only moved by what the Holy Spirit is saying to me. I have set my face like a flint. Let every man be a liar and God alone true. First John 2 verse 19 to 21 says, you have an anointing. If you are a child of God, the Bible says in 1 John 2, 19 to 21, you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Don't act ignorant. Don't act ignorant. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, that no lie is the truth. You know the truth by the Holy Spirit inside of you. The devil knows that by the anointing of God inside of you, you have the truth. The people who live in darkness know that you carry the truth of God. Why do we, who are the carriers of this, this precious gift, this extraordinary gift, why do we act ignorant? A whole nation had a problem. They did not go and call the person who has a PhD in government or in political studies, they went and called an unknown pastor. Come here. Before dawn, the car was there. Before dawn, before the sun rose in the morning. <laughs> when you carry the truth of God, doors will open for you. And it's not necessarily money. Because every time we talk about divine favor, we are looking at money and wealth. The, pop, the people who died yesterday or this morning, how much did they carry with them when they were going? How, how much?
much of the money did they carry with them? But the light of God that is in you, when you die, you carry that light with you. That's why I, when I, before I became full-time, everywhere I walked, I would walk in with a confidence that, hey, you are not doing me a favor by hiring me. I'm doing you a favor by working in your organization. Because the day I leave your organization, I take my light with me. So I walk into my place of work with my head lifted high. Nobody can put me down. I'm there as a child of the Most High God. By the Spirit of God, you know all things. That's why you cannot be ignorant. If you do not take this word of God and study it and eat it and digest it, you will remain ignorant. You won't even know what you carry. You will not know what you carry. Somebody picked something from the floor and said, ah, look, at this, uh, look at this ordinary stone. And was going to throw it away. And somebody said, let me look at what you have. The person looked at it and took it from him and said, it's not, it's not, give it to me. It wasn't ordinary stone. It was uncut diamond. That is what many of us do with what God has put inside us, of us. We don't even know what we carry. We don't know what we carry. The world knows. One of my favorite authors is Malcolm Gladwell. He wrote a book a couple years ago, The Outliers. In it, he talked about the 10,000-hour rule. He says, if you practice one skill... For 10,000 hours, you'll have a good chance of becoming an expert at it. If you, if you practice one skill for 10,000 hours, if you say, I want to play the piano, begin to play it. If you play it for 10,000 hours, you will become an expert. Pick up the saxophone. Practice on it for 10,000 hours. Pick up your Spanish. Practice on it for 10,000. You will become an expert. Pick up your Bible. Study it for 10,000 hours and see whether light will not explode inside of you. His word is his presence. God's word is his presence. You want to be in the presence of God? Be in his word. Joshua 1.8. Joshua this book of the law will not depart from your mouth. Therein you will meditate day and night and you will have good success. 10,000 hour rule. Spend 20,000 hours. Spend 30,000 hours. Spend 50,000 hours. Spend 100,000 hours and see what God will make of your life. Your light will so shine that every time you appear, every darkness will flee, including national darkness. His word is his presence. Soak in his word. Soak in his power. And good success will be yours. Number five. Submit to teachers. Submit to teachers. Allow the discipline of discipleship. And serve selflessly. 
when you submit to teachers, when you allow the discipline of discipleship, when you serve selflessly, there will be a double portion of power for you. <laughs> Elisha. Elisha received a double portion of the anointing of Elijah. Why? <laughs> because he submitted to Elijah. He didn't say, Elisha came from a wealthy family. He left all that. He had oxen. Oxen was like having these tractors that you use for mechanized farming. Go up to the Amish County and see, um, I mean, go up to the, uh, to, to, to the big farmlands of America and see these huge machineries. Elisha came from a wealthy farming family. And he followed Elijah, who did not know. We don't even know who his parents were. He wasn't from any wealthy family and served him. The Bible says he will pour water on Elijah's hand. And when Elijah was going, Elijah said, what do you want? He said, give me a double portion of your anointing. He would not have gotten anything from Elijah if he had not served Elijah. It was because he served Elijah. That was why a double portion could fall on him. I told you last week. Was it last week or the week before? When I said to you, Isaac was not hungry. He called his son. He said, go and get, I want to bless you. You already you have a blessing. It's the blessing of the firstborn. But I want to bless you with an irrevocable blessing. He said, go and get me something for me to eat. You think it was because he's hungry? Do you think it's because God is hungry that he says, give to me? That he says, pay your tithe? That he says, bring an offering? You think he needs your money? He owns the cattle on a thousand hills? Elijah served Elisha. 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 11. Israel was at war. The king of Israel, Jehoram, sent to the king of Judah, Jehoshaphat, said, our enemies are upon us. Come and help me. Said to the king of Edom, the three kings came together because the king of Moab had rebelled and there was famine in the land. What is an army if they can't drink water? They have no water to drink. If their horses have no water to drink. That war is already, they are already defeated. Not by the enemy, but by thirst. Ah, Jehoram cried. He said, ah, God has sent us to be defeated by our enemies. There is no water for our animals and our soldiers to drink. And Jehoshaphat, because light was inside of him, said, "Ah, uh -uh. isn't there a prophet in this land? Isn't there somebody who carries the light of God in this land? And they went and called Elisha. He said, is there not here a prophet of God that we may inquire of the Lord by him 
And one of the kings of Israel's servants answered and said, Here, here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah, who served Elijah. And they went and called Elisha. And that problem was solved. Supernaturally, water was released to the army. You have to submit to, disciple, to, 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 to discipleship. When we say do SOD, do um, by workers in training, go for men's, uh, every man a warrior, and it's, it's for you. It's for you. Esther was tutored in beauty and etiquette and bedroom manners, bedroom speaking. They tutored her in, 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 in sex therapy on how to please the king. She was tutored. She was prepared for 12 months not to become the president, but to be the person who has influence over the president. <laughs> Through her, a nation was preserved, a nation of destiny. God may have called you to be a woman. He may have called you to be president, the wife of a president, the mother of a president, serve in the house of a president. Whatever it is, even if it is to sweep the floor in the house of the president, you need to be tutored. Because no matter what you are, your light must shine. And unless you are tutored, unless you are discipled, unless you serve, You need tutoring. Young men, women, go for every man a warrior. Older men, go for every man a warrior. You need tutoring to be a man. You need tutoring to be a husband. You need tutoring to be a father. You need tutoring to be anything at all. Daniel was tutored. In the land of Babylon, in the palace of the king. They put, they chose them. They put them aside. They drilled them for years. They were tutored. <laughs> you want your light to shine? You must submit to teachers. You must submit to mentoring. You must submit to coaching. You must submit to teaching. We have so many, so many courses lined up. GLS, RLI, um, eschatology, um, basic doctrinal training. All these things are, unless you submit to it, your light cannot shine. You have time to run to work. You have time to go to parties. You have time to chat with your friends. Find time to be tutored. 12 months, all that Esther did was to sit and be tutored. They taught her everything. When she entered into the room of the king, the Bible says she found favor. She found favor. Why did she find favor? Because by now she had been so tutored that God could entrust the heart of the king into her hand and know that Esther will hold the heart of the king under kingdom decree to establish kingdom council. 
God is looking for people. He's looking for people through whom his light will shine. People who will rescue nations from the hands of tyrants. Who will rescue nations from the hand of the devil. Who will rescue people from destruction. God is looking for people. The essence of light is to show the way. You must submit to be tutored. Number six, be that pure conduit. Allow the manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Be the pure vessel. Be the pure vessel through whom the Holy Spirit can flow. Paul said to Timothy, he said, don't neglect the spiritual gift that is in you. It was bestowed on you by the laying on of hands. Do you know how many times I have stood from this altar and prophesied into your life? Impartation is going on every time we minister to you from this altar. It's not an amen. It's not a prayer point. It's a statement of fact. Because it's a statement of fact, it behoves you to make sure that you are a vessel unto honor, a pure vessel, a holy vessel. Let no one look down on you, but rather in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity, show yourself as an example. In purity, pure, purity. Be a pure conduit. Allow the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Let the power of God flow unhindered through you. You have God's DNA. You have God's DNA in you. Let the, let the spiritual gifts flow. Let the spirit of God flow through you. Be pure. Be pure light. Are you truly God's light? Ask yourself. I ask you. Those of you watching online, those of you here, are you God's light? Answer me. Are you sure? Nevertheless, God's firm foundation stands sure. Bearing this seal, <laughs> the Lord knows those that are ease. Let everyone who calls on the name of the Lord turn away from iniquity. If you are God's pure light, then you must turn away from iniquity. Fame, popularity, wealth, power is nothing. If you are not pure light, all of those things mean nothing. They will not do anything for you. Because Luke chapter 10 verse 20 says, do not rejoice. The disciples went out. They were casting out devils. They were performing miracles. They came back. They were rejoicing. We have power. We have anointing. Jesus said, ah, 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 ah. Do not rejoice in this. That the spirits are subject to you. 
but rather. Let somebody say, but rather. Let another person say, but rather. But rather, rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Is your name written? Is your name written in heaven? Is your name written in God's register of life? If your name is written there, you must turn away from iniquity today. Because the foundation of God stands sure. Having the seal, the Lord knows those who are his. Those who are his, they have a birth certificate. Their name is written in a register in heaven. Is your name written there? In that book, bright and fair. In the book of his kingdom. Is your name written there? Is your name written there? In that book, bright and fair. In the book of his kingdom, is your name written there? Rise up on your feet. Ask yourself, <laughs> is my name written there? Is my name written in God's book? <laughs> is my name in the register of life in heaven? Ask yourself, because God knows those who are his. The foundation of God stands sure. He knows those who are his. If you call upon the name of the Lord, the Bible says you must depart from iniquity. Is your name in his book? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? I want to pray for you. It's your name. It's your name. It's your name. Is your name written in his book? Ah. Does God know you? <laughs> if he brings the register of heaven out, is your name there? Eyes closed. If you are not sure, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. You cannot afford for this service to close without your surrendering your life to him. Without making sure that your name is in the register of heaven. Eyes closed. Heads bowed. Do you want to make sure? Just wave your hand to me. And wherever you are watching from all over the world. If you are not sure. I want you to look at your screen. There's a number on that screen. As you begin to call on God saying, Lord, save me. Save me. Save me, Lord. Save me. <laughs> Save me. Save me. 
It's your name. It's your name written there. Do you want to give your life to Jesus now? Let your light shine. Be the light of God. Chase darkness out of your life. Chase sin out of your life. Surrender your life to Jesus. You need him. You need Jesus. You need him. You need him. You cannot afford to end this service without surrendering your life. I don't know who I'm talking to. Wave your hand to me. I want to pray for you right now. Yes, say, Jesus, I'm coming. I'm running out of darkness into your light. I want to be light. I'm tired of darkness. I'm tired. I'm tired of darkness, Jesus. Forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. I want to be pure. I want to be pure. I'm not playing with sin anymore. Make a rubbish. Jesus, forgive me. Oh, God, forgive me. If you are praying that prayer, text saved to that number. Now I want to pray with you. Lord Jesus, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice who is running out of the darkness of sin. Lord, you say that if anyone comes to you, you will not cast them out. As they run to you right now, Lord, and they are crying out, Lord, deliver us from darkness. Deliver us from sin, Lord, as that person is running to you, Jesus. I pray for forgiveness. Lord, that you will forgive them their sin. That you will wash away their sin. Ah, please have mercy. Remove sin, remove darkness, oh God. Write their name in the book of life. Cry to God. Tell him, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. I renounce darkness. I come out of sin. I come out of darkness. I run into your light, Jesus. Save my soul. Save my soul. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you pray that prayer, text saved to the number on your screen. Lord, I pray for all those who just gave their life to you. I ask, oh God, that your peace will come on them now. Because they renounced their sin. They repented of their sin. They ran out from the darkness of sin. They run into your marvelous light. Lord Jesus, I pray your peace. Your peace, Lord, to come on them now. I ask for the joy of salvation. The joy of salvation like a well upon their life now. In the name of Jesus. From this moment, Lord God, let them become a new creature in Christ. 
Let the old life of sin be gone forever. And the new life of purity starts now. In Jesus' name. The Word is already working in you. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more messages and information about the church, please visit us at www.rccglivingspring.org.